The Elementary STEM Coach Podcast is almost a year old, and this coach is coming out of the podcast and is here to personally help you. While this podcast is a great resource to help you learn and grow on the go, there are times when you need more personalized attention. What does it actually sound like having a STEM coaching session with me, Naomi? Well, I am taking you behind the scenes in part two of this type of episode where I actually recorded another coaching session with a teacher in the STEM into Summer group coaching program. As one of the bonuses in this group coaching program, you receive a free one-to-one 30-minute video coaching call with me where we get to know one another, your STEM program, and the goals that you have for it to set you up for success for back to school. If you go back to episode 93, you can hear a different coaching session that I had with a member of my program. In this session, I'm talking with Miranda, and she teaches pre-K through fifth grade STEM in her building. She teaches two days a week and sees all the students in her school within those two days. I know many of you listening can relate since you also see the whole school within a week. This is a very, very common schedule. Miranda has many years of experience teaching and is in fact retired, but found this awesome STEM role. She has a few great units already in place that were really successful, but wants to nail down her whole year-long plan so that it can go smoothly and she can adjust as needed. She has also noticed that her students have been needing support in specific tech skills and wants to integrate that content into her curriculum. Together, Miranda and I set up a plan of action of next steps to take now and what to expect going into the STEM into Summer group coaching program. During this session, I'm sure you're going to find similarities in her program and the struggles that she is facing to what you're experiencing in your STEM space. If you're interested in joining forces with me and other teachers who are building their STEM programs, there are still a few spots available. You can jump in at naomimeredith.com slash STEM into summer. Our kickoff call was recorded for June and you can still catch up and access all the pre-work you'll need to complete as you set up the foundation that will build up your success for July through September. Likewise, if you are unsure about this program and if it's a right fit for you, let's talk about it face-to-face. Schedule a free live call with me at naomimeredith.com slash call. Spots are limited in June, but more times will open up in July. Now let's get into this coaching session. Welcome to the Elementary STEM Coach Podcast, a show that'll help you with lesson ideas, systems, and actionable tips to apply to your classroom. I am your host, Naomi Meredith, a former classroom teacher turned current STEM teacher and coach. With over a decade of experience teaching and a master's degree in STEM leadership, I am here to coach you throughout the year to help you gain back more time to create innovative experiences for your students. Grab your earbuds and let's get started. But I'm so glad that you signed up. I would um I saw your email when I was driving to the airport and it popped up on my watch. I'm like, oh my gosh, yay! I'm so happy to work with you this summer. Good. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. So t- remind me your schedule. So you teach STEM twice a week, all the kids in the school. So you have small class sizes. But once only once a week. I only see oh, them once a week. You see them once a week, but you teach twice. A week. I teach two days. Yeah. Okay. It's Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And yeah, I see half, half like preschool, kindergarten for fourth and second on one day. And okay. then the other day is first grade, third and fifth. Okay. 
And then you just, yeah, that, which, and then you see them again. You said there's one of each class, right? One of each grade level. Yes. That's so crazy. So how did it go? So last year was your first year. So you're telling me a little bit when we were talking. So it was your first year in STEM, but you have tons of teaching experience. You kind of mentioned a little bit, but um, what were you doing with your lesson plans before? Like, how did you, what did, were you doing for lesson plans? Um, um, were you picking and choosing? Were you making your own? Choosing. I was doing a lot of like storybook STEM because that's mm-hmm. what I was used to doing from the library. Yeah. Because that's what I did in the library. Um, I did a lot of yours. Like I looked at your year long plan. I did a lot of those. I would do some Carly and Adam lessons. I did some Vivify STEM um, Mm -hmm. lessons at the beginning of the year. They have some really good like icebreaker Mm -hmm. kind of lessons. I I just did those. But yeah, I mean, I had some units like we did a 3D printing unit where everybody except preschool and kindergarten um, did that just because kindergarten doesn't have one on one. Everyone brings their own devices. They all have to bring it from home, but except kindergarten and preschool. So they couldn't do it. But everybody else did a 3D print. We did coding, like in December, we did Hour of Code, but I do it for the whole month. Yeah. Um, we did a lot of tinker with the older kids, and then we did Doodle 3D um, with the younger kids, mm-hmm. and, um, different coding. Let's see, I did, we did a robots. I have, um, I don't know how many dashes we have, maybe. Yeah, I saw one hiding back there yesterday. Uh, yeah, here, <laughs> I had to pick it up because Maverick was afraid of it. He yeah, the dog and it wasn't yeah. even on. So I had to pick it up. I had it sitting behind me and I had to pick it up because he, I brought it home for my niece because I watched my niece this week. And so she wanted me to bring it home so she could play with it. Oh, cute. Um, but yeah, no, oh, he's down here sleeping. I'm like, where'd he go? Yeah. He was afraid of it growling. So that, and I don't it, know why dogs have, don't like that. No, they don't like it. And um, I have code and go mice. Okay. I have those. Um, so we do that for robotics. I have some, um, oh, what are they called? What are the ones that follow the lines? Ozobots. Ozobots. We have, mm-hmm. I have, I think six, um, six of those. That's kind of all, about all we have for robotics things. Okay. Um, so I did those units and then the rest of the year was just kind of. Hmm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say, so like when you did 3D printing or um, your robotics, so our code you did with everyone for your 3D printing and robotics, did you do that all the same month or did you break it up throughout the year? I did did it all at the same time. Okay. So everybody was doing 3D printing. They were doing different projects, Yeah, but they they were all doing the same. It was all 3D printing. Yeah. Okay. So that's good. And then do you think it took about a month for all of those or did you do a little more? It pretty much did. You know, yeah, because I just see them like even my like so K two I just see thirty minutes a week. Mm-hmm. So you know it took us you know a week or about a week just to learn how to use it one time, mm-hmm. and the next time they kind of played around and started on it, and then you know, um, so yeah, and then yeah, about a month for that. Okay, well that's good. I mean, um, and once we take a deep dive into um, so that tonight with our live call. Um, you're going to organize all the lessons that you did. And if you hear me typing, I'm, I'm typing yeah. what you're saying. So, <laughs> um, and I have my screen to the side, but we'll, you'll organize everything based on what you did. So this won't necessarily be the year long plan, but really auditing what you've done so far and the types of units. Cause it sounds like you have like good units and they were successful. Did you feel like 
the one, the times that you did like the 3d printing, the robotics, the hour of code, did you, how did it feel compared to like the hodgepodge lesson? Oh, much, much better. Okay. It's been nearly the time on lesson planning because I oh. knew where it was going. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Okay, good. That's good. Okay. So the, then we'll set up your rest of the year yeah. like that too. Yeah, that'd be great because I do want to include like something. I do want to put some makerspace in because we're going to use that Queeby because I got approved to use oh, that. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do that. I want to put that in there. And I also um, need to put my kids have no co- computer literacy. Like they don't mm. know how to use drop down menus. They don't know mm-hmm. how to copy and paste. They don't know how to do those things. Mm-hmm. So I want to do that at the beginning of the year. So we're not spending yeah. so much of our time when we're doing our units trying to figure out how to copy and paste. Them. Yep. <laughs> yep. That is um, something that my first year in STEM, I definitely had to do that. I only saw the kids three days a week and um, we did a lot more computer literacy based things just based on the same thing you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I normally don't do STEM stations for my older kids anymore, but that was something that I started implementing is I would do STEM stations. And one of the stations was me. So like when you were a classroom teacher, you have them rotate through and one can be you, um, and just teaching those skills. So it's not chaotic. And everyone's like, I don't know. I can't find it. That's that's what I hear. And I'm going around to every single person trying to show them, okay, here it is. Here it is. And I even have a, um, to make things easier for them to find links, I made a Weebly. Oh, good. Um, And then I've made um, on that Weebly, we have a, um, oh, what's it called? That I have all my links. Hold on. What's it called? Oh, a Symbaloo. So Mm -hmm. I made a Symbaloo with all their links. So once they bookmarked that, Weebly mm-hmm. page, then it popped up with all their links. So they don't have to yeah. search for them. So that does help. And they are getting better. They were getting better at that. Even oh, my good. teachers of finding that they'd say, oh, I didn't bookmark it. I'm like, yes, you did. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> so just show, learn, teach them how yes. to find a bookmark. You know, yes. once they bookmarked it. So I would like to have a, a lesson, to, you know, some mm-hmm. lessons to use those skills Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not just, okay, let's, let's type something and copy and paste. You know what yep. I mean? Yeah. Yes. Something purposeful using those things. <laughs> yeah. We can definitely do that. What do, um, do they use Google docs or do they ha- well, I have a couple of questions? Do what platforms do they use? Like Google docs, PowerPoint, and are all their devices the same or are they all different? Uh, most of them are Chromebooks, but I okay. do have a few kids that have a, um, Apple, whatever it is. Oh, really? Um, so yeah, because they all buy their own devices. So some okay. parents buy um what I don't even know the word I'm looking for because I don't the have airs, like the MacBook. Um, yeah, I guess. Wow. Yeah. So huh. yeah, they have expensive computers, but most of them have either a Google a Chromebook or okay. just a PC, just a regular PC. Okay. Um, I've just got a couple kids that that have the Apple. And then are you guys allowed to use Google Docs or anything? Do they uh-huh. have a account? And they all have Google. We have Google Classrooms. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you do. That's good. That'll help too. Um, I do have some scavenger hunts um, for Google that I can give you and oh, yeah, you can use. Um, but it really, it actually teaches them the actual tools of how to do things. Uh, that's um, what we need. Yeah. So there's a Google Docs one and then um, you could do Google Slides. I'm thinking probably this first year, you might be doing a lot more of the same skills or your older kids might move through a little faster, kind of creating that base. 
And then, um, as we do it, yes, yes, it'll move up. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes my fourth and fifth graders were having issues. Mm -hmm. And I talked to my um, principal and she said, that would be great if you would do that. Because I think just a lot of times the classroom teachers don't have time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm thinking they're wasting all their time going to every single student doing it for them. Yes. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And then when they get in here, they look at me like I'm speaking a foreign language when I say, you know, right quick, copy and paste. Yes. Yeah, I know. So that's something um, for, we don't have to plan the lessons quite yet, but something as it's coming to your mind throughout the month, I would make a list of the tech skills and maybe you already have one. Make a list of those skills you really want them to work on or things you've struggled with and I can take a look at it too, like give my suggestions, like, oh, make sure you add this. And we can even talk about like how to teach those tech lessons. Um, Because yes, like it's just like with any tool, like when you use Dash or 3D printing, all those things you're teaching, here's how to use the tool if they've never used it before. Okay, now we're going to like implement this in our authentic way. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why the 3D printing like took and took the whole month because like the first couple of, of weeks in the month, it was, here's, here's what it is. Here's how we use it. They kind mm-hmm. of played around with it. Then we got to the, the stuff we were actually going to yep. do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to yeah. be so excited when you do 3d printing this year, because the kids are going to be better at it. Yes. I'm hoping. <laughs> no, they will. It's I like, try, like this is what you're saying is very, very, very common in a good way. Like (laughs) you're teaching those foundations. And then this year, you're not going to have to teach as much of the tech skills and you're going to have more kids. Oh, I can help you with this. I can help you with this. Um, so you're doing the right thing. You're doing awesome already. (laughs) It is nice when the other kids go, Oh, I figured that out. I can show you how to do that. I'm like, great. You go. (laughs) Yeah. And that's okay. That is so okay. If you read this month too, um, for the STEM teacher bookshelf, the book invent to learn, you're really going to like it. There's a whole chapter. Um, you can buy it on Kindle too. And then the reading guide is in there. It's a little cheaper on Kindle, but, um, there's a whole chapter about giving kids ownership and letting them be leaders and doing what you're doing is exactly what we want kids to do. Cause we're, we're the facilitator. (laughs) of their learning. And so that book talks about that in there. And there's also some really cool ideas, um, just to different things you can do in your class, but there's a really good chapter about that in that book that I think you'll really like. Okay. Um, so making a list of the tech skills you want kids to know, do you ever use, so you use the links, your Weebly and Symbaloo, do you use, um, like, when they're planning out projects, do you do digital forms of research or anything like that? Um, or yeah, like I put it in their Google Classroom and okay. um, I usually have an epic collection I've made for them mm-hmm. that they can do some research from or okay. some videos that they can watch. Yeah. Okay. And what I'd really like, and I I don't know what to do with it. I'd really like to have something that was really quick at the beginning of class. It just introduces kind of, you know, a little quick little video or something for them to watch, to sit, to just introduce them to what we're going to do. Yeah. I mean, yes. Instead of me saying, here's what we're going to do today. Yep. I do that. that Interest. Yes. I do that for most of my lessons and it's like twofold. It sparks their interest, but also frees you up for a second. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> to gather your materials. <laughs> um, so quick video to introduce. So yeah, I have some yeah. suggestions. Um, so when we're planning out your lessons, so maybe the video is, yeah, like building background knowledge, like SciShow uh, right. sci Kids. Yes. Have you used that? I have used that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I've used that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But purposely planning that. So having that already. Yes. Yes. Right there. What we're going to yeah. do. Because when I do my lesson plans, I do, um, you know, in Google Docs. And mm-hmm. so I have all my links right there for every day. And then yeah. I just pull that up and it goes up onto the TV. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So you already have great structures in place. So I'm excited to fill in the holes with you. And you we don't have to get rid of everything you've done. Like even your storybook STEM, um, based on the lessons that you're doing, you might that still could be a really good unit to do with the kids if yeah. you enjoy. You don't have to get rid of everything. Yeah. Um so that we don't have a librarian. So I oh, kind of, wow. yeah, I don't have a librarian. So um, wow. that's kind of my passion because I did that for 11 years. Yeah, And so I like to do a lot of books um, mm-hmm. to introduce. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's a book that we introduce, you know, it doesn't have to always be a video. It could be a book that I read or a book yep. that we watch because there's no library. So if yeah. I don't have the book, yeah. I just find the YouTube link. Oh yeah. I, there's nothing um, wrong with that. I do that too. I, have, I mean, <laughs> I have bought a ton of books, but that gets expensive. Yep. It does. <laughs> um, so we, we watch the YouTube video um, quite a bit, but I like to use that too. And I like to do storybook stem more like with my littles, like mm-hmm. in kindergarten, more so than with the, because just stem is hard. For yeah. I guess it's hard for me. It's hard for them. Yes. Yeah. To make it meaningful, I guess. Yes. Okay, and making those is. connections. Do you, when you're thinking about your little kids, um, what is the structure um, cause you do have a little less time, which, which isn't bad, but do you, how do you, um, how does the day go? Is it whole group stations? What do you normally do with the like, younger um, kids? I have only done whole group. I have okay. not attempted stations. I've watched, you know, several of your things and I would like to do more stations. Yeah. Um, my problem is I share my STEM room. We have a huge STEM room, but I share it with our high school STEM teacher. I have kind of the front of the room is my area, the oh, back of the room is his area. And so, but when on days I'm not there, his kids sit at my tables too. Oh, um, yeah. So I huh. can't leave things out. Yeah. Now I can from Tuesday to Wednesday, Yes. but I can't leave them on Wednesday for the next week. Yes. So I kind of struggle with that a little bit. He tries to, if I come in, he's like, guys, remember Mrs. Bryant's here today. You can't be at her table. She's got to get stuff set up. <laughs> and I do have 30 minutes before yeah. I have kids. I have to be there 1130. I don't have kids till 12. Okay. So I do have time to set up, yeah. but I can't leave it set up. One thing I, well, I have the same issue in my K through five STEM class because I had fifth, fourth and third in the morning, then lunch and then first kinder second. And I all, I actually didn't leave up my STEM station. So, um, the way that I planned it was like super minimal materials. And then, you know, those fabric cubes from like mm-hmm. Ikea, um, I actually put all the materials in those and that would clip on the instructions on the box and then the box would go on the table. So like during that quick video, I could go around in like five minutes and go put the box where I want their station in the classroom. And then all the materials were in there. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. I thought about buying those trays, you know, they're like, I have a lip on them about yep. the top, mm-hmm. to keep everything in like for each table. Like yeah. I have. I have five tables. I have five tables because we don't have any more than 18 kids. So I have 20 oh, chairs. Okay. Yeah. So I just have five tables. So I thought if I could get those 
for each table and all their stuff is at that in that mm-hmm. container, even yep. if we're not doing a station, whatever supplies it is they need yep. for the day. And that way I have it ready and I don't have to have that left out. I can just put it on mm-hmm. my cart. Yes. I have, you know, and then put it out. Yeah. But yeah, I like so that'll help, help with their. Yeah. So thinking it through our lessons, it sounds like two like systems, like that will help because of your, I mean, everyone has limited time, but systems to help with um, like cleanup and just like more efficiency. And that's, you probably saw that too with your units. Um, Like when you're doing a whole unit, if you're doing robotics, all your robots are out and then you're ready to go and you're not switching from makerspace to robotics and to computers. And so that will help. But um, even just thinking through like the process of like the supplies we can work on that too. And I think STEM stations with your little kids, since you, um, you could do a two stations, you could have plan out four and then the kids have time to go to two for the week and then they can go to two more the next week. So you're not double planning. You already have the four set up. And I was telling, um, the other, um, the other teacher in our group that, um, you can do the stations again. (laughs) like you can, they might, I've done that before in a week. So you have them once a week. So you could do four stations to the first week to the next week, and then do them again, or maybe you switch out something, but it's Uh like the same materials, but okay. We were doing the sun, moon, and stars. Now we're going to really focus on the moon or on, or something with that one. So that way you're not like scrambling every single time, you know what you're counting on. And the kids do really well with stations, especially when you have 18 kids. <laughs> yeah. So you don't think like nine kids at a station, that's not too many. Um, It depends on what you, I mean, I think that's a little bit too many. I would do four and eight, five. Um, okay. So you're saying have four stations set mm-hmm. up and they only go to two. Yeah. I gotcha. So yeah, they would have like, you know, four, five at each. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah, you and would have like, I could put on the TV who's at what. Yep. And then I could just rotate them. Okay. I, yeah. I'm and then that. one of your stations could be a teacher led station. So even with the younger kid, I do that a lot too. I still do that with the little kids. Um, Like one of the, st- I, I plan the stations with STEM. So a science, technology, engineering, and math station. Mm-hmm. And the, a lot of times with the technology station, I'll be there. So maybe I'm showing them something in Seesaw, like how to use certain tools or um, even using Epic books, like how to get to the collection <laughs> mm-hmm. um, or it will do their 3D print. I am. I, do you have iPads access with them or anything? Um, the little kids? I just have some iPads. They have, okay. but they don't bring them to STEM because they're yeah. only like four in their classroom. Yeah. Which is okay. So, yeah. Um, so they don't bring them to STEM, um, mm-hmm. but the, just having a few would work out for a station. Yeah. If you yeah. only have a few and then they're used to that in their classroom. So then, um, even talking with that might be something to, I don't know, um, if you have access, but even asking, thinking back to those tech skills, you can already see with the older kids, what you want them to know and what you've seen, especially with your teaching experience. But maybe to even saying what the kindergarten teachers are hoping for when it comes to technology, since I know they don't use as much and that's pretty common, but it doesn't mean you don't have to. (laughs) Um, Do they use Seesaw? Do you know? Um, I don't think they do. Okay. I don't think so. I think everything they have. um, 
Yeah, we have a blog every week that we post to on what mm-hmm. they're doing in their classroom. I just have to post once a week, like one week I do kindergarten, the next week I do yeah. first grade, the next week I do that. Oh. So I just have to post once a week. Okay. Not, not for every class. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but yeah, we, we put pictures or videos in there. That way yeah. parents aren't overloaded. Yeah. They get one special update a week. Like, okay. We have it organized. Like music is this week for first grade. STEM is next week for first grade. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's good. I like that. That's a really good system your school has. Yeah. <laughs> that way parents aren't getting five specials emails every yes. week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, even if, yeah, so I would ask the pre-K kinder teachers, what types of technology they use with their students. And if they don't, I mean, that's a great opportunity for them to use it in STEM. Um, it just, I've had that happen with my younger classes, especially since COVID they've been using less technology. (laughs) Um, but it's still important for them because if we're exposing them, they're not on their iPad the whole time, but we're exposing them. So then when they are in those older grades, they're not scared of right. using things and they can problem solve. So that would be helpful to know, or even if you just want to check out their newsletters and then if they don't, there's still a lot of things that we can do Yeah, and that would be a great opportunity in STEM for them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That'd be really good. Is there anything else like, so you really want those units. So thinking about makerspace, just refining those units, um, even thinking about um, the structure of your younger students. Is there anything else you really want to work on um, Mm -hmm. when we work together this summer? I don't think, I mean, that's it. Just having some, some Mm -hmm. units on, you know, so I know where I'm going from the beginning of the month to the end of the month Mm -hmm. and I'm getting all those skills that they need. We kind of just use, I mean, I don't have a curriculum, so I've been just yeah. using like the NGSS standards because yep. um, yep. I asked our upper school STEM teacher, he goes, oh, that's just what I use. Mm-hmm. So, um, and she did tell me to go ahead and I can start putting my plans into like their Google drive. Oh, so cool. she goes, if you leave, the next person isn't starting from scratch like you've had to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. But I don't really put those standards anywhere on yeah. my plans. I okay. just know they're in there. Yes. So that'll be good. Um, You'll like in this. So this template, when you're auditing, you can actually list those out. And then when we create the year long plan, you'll have them there. So even though you know them in your head, then you can see if you're even overlapping things. Um, The I use the NGSS as well, because I mean, I heard Texas is getting some standards, but other than that, we're yeah, no one else, no one else. Yeah. But at least you're using standards because yeah. Sadly, not all STEM teachers do, but um, I think that will help you just visualize are there standards that I'm missing? And if you are missing some, then that can help us plan units and give you some inspiration. Oh, here's how we could teach this type of standard anyway. So I'm just even just visually seeing it out there. So you're not like recreating again what you're doing, but just seeing what you have already can help us fill in those holes of um, what we can do for the kids. But okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you, okay. Aside from what we're going to talk about tonight. So the biggest thing is to think about those tech skills that you really want kids to know, or even list out what you've seen with the kids. And then, um, same with kinder and pre-K asking or seeing, um, what types of technology they use or don't use or are hoping to use. Okay. 
that could be um, a chance. You're not necessarily co-teaching, but it could be a good way to, to expose them to stuff that classroom teachers might end up using anyway. Okay. Which really helps. I know classroom teachers are like, thank you so much for showing them Epic or thank you for. (laughs) And, you know, digital citizenship too. I'm going to incorporate that this year just because Mm -hmm. they have it in the classroom, but they don't get to it very often. Yes. Um, So I do want to do a a digital uh, citizenship unit at the beginning of the year. And I thought that might be a good one to kind of put those tech skills into. And yeah. Okay. Well, we can make that first unit digital citizenship anyway. there's a lot of great stuff out there. Do you use Common Sense Media at all? Yeah. Okay. That's what I've used. That's what I've used before when I was in the library. We always yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. So that can be your first unit. I do digital citizenship my second unit. Um, and this is just based on preference. I used to do it first, but then I realized I needed to do more team building and getting accustomed to my space. So I did it as my second unit. And that's okay with me because I do okay. like to do those getting to know you, even though I know most of the kids, because there's not that many. Mm-hmm. We do have several new kids starting yes. next year, but just getting them, you know, used to being in a new grade level. And mm-hmm. so I do like that, those community building kind of things at the beginning of the year. Yes. Okay. So we have community building first, and then we'll do digital citizenship, computer literacy next. And then we can go from there, maybe makerspace. We can put that in. And that's that's actually the layout I do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, or you could do the storybook stem slash makerspace. It could be a combo, but um yeah, I'm excited. You have you already have great stuff already. You do <laughs> you did so awesome like your first year, but you were doing STEM already in I the was. library. I was doing it a lot just with books. Like we have the uh show me nominees, like the picture books, you know, 12 picture books, they oh, yeah. the picture books for the year. And so we always had a STEM activity to go with every one of those. Oh, wow. Um, and then whatever else I was doing, I, I would come up with a STEM lesson. Yeah. To do that book. Perfect. So. Yeah. So don't get rid of any of this stuff. We're just going to organize it and um, fill in some holes. And even thinking about now that you've had the kids going into your second year, what are things that you can do that are even a little bit more challenging now that they have that exposure with you, then you're like, yeah. okay, now we can get into this next thing. Oh, now you're ready for this. Um, yeah. What are some things we could write a grant for and enhance this space too? Yeah. Oh, I did get, I had a parent give me a thousand dollars to lego.com. <gasps> so I just got a thousand dollars worth of new Legos. No <laughs> she, way. She goes, hey, all the Legos are in your room and the cart you ordered to put them all in is in your room. So Yay. I gotta go next week and kind of sort it all. And yeah, yeah. So let me know the Legos now. <laughs> good. That's so good. I'm yeah. oh, you're going to have to show me um what you have. Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited yeah. for you. That's yeah. so, I was going to ask you if you had Legos. So well, we got, I didn't. Well, see, I do a Lego club after school. Yeah. Um, and so we just didn't have a ton and yeah. I mean, we bought some, but Oh, we have a ton now. She said, this mom said you were, you're always telling the kids, Oh, I don't have any more of those kind of blocks, you know, Oh, we don't have enough. And so she gave us two $500 gift cards to Lego.com. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is yeah. so awesome. Yeah. I was so excited. Yeah. Yay. So yeah. Doing a Lego club over the summer, Good. summer school. And we're doing a storybook STEM. Yeah. And then we're doing um, a Lego. It's imagine your story, like where we take a fairy tale and yeah. then they have to kind of build something about the fairy tale. 
solve a oh, problem in the fairy tale with Legos. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so uh, good. Yeah. Yay. And that'll be fun too, because then you can play with all the um like see what you have in no, there. Legos, yeah. In fact, yeah. she didn't email me because our limit was 18 kids. She goes, you know, your your Lego class has filled up really fast. I've had two parents ask if they could please come. Would you want to increase it to 20 kids? Aww. And I'm like, she goes, I'll see if I can get you a helper. Cause usually over 15 kids, they get us a helper. Cool. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so nice. <laughs> I love your school's philosophy. Oh, yeah, it's like too. everything <laughs> that when we were talking before, everything that you hope for teaching is like what you have in your position. Oh, I know. It's it is so different from when I was in public school. Yeah, they trust us to be the professionals. They don't tell us what we we're supposed to do. They trust to know. She's like, you're the expert in this. You do what you think is best. Ah, uh, that's that's how it should be. How it should be. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm so glad you found this school, and you just still seem very excited about it and passionate, which I oh, love. I love it. My husband loves to. See, he's like, you are so happy when you're talking about what you're doing with those kids. I'm like, oh, they make you happy. Ah, uh, that's so good. <laughs> Well, any questions for me? Um, I'll see you tonight as well yeah. in our live call and um, show you all the templates and everything that'll help you get organized. Um, but anything else from me right now that you're wondering? I don't think so. Awesome. Okay. Well, let me know and I'll see you tonight and you'll have access to talk with me. And yeah, I think you have a really great base and I'm excited to like fill in everything. It's kind of like a big puzzle, just like filling. Yes. What do we have? Yeah, yeah, it'll be awesome. And then thinking okay. about all the cool lessons that you'll um, start doing too. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Well, thank you so much, Miranda, for your time and enjoy your afternoon. All right. You too. <laughs> I'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. I am so excited to work with Miranda this summer. She already has a great start for her program, and there's so much room for streamlining lessons in her space so that the days she has with students is an absolute success. If you're interested in having a one-to-one coaching call like this one and support throughout the summer to build up your program, join us. There are only a few spots left at naomimeredith.com slash stem into summer. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Elementary STEM Coach Podcast. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram at Naomi Meredith underscore or send me an email to elementarystemcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Also, make sure to check out my website, naomimeredith.com to see all the show notes from today's episode and shop my K-5 STEM resources. Any questions you have, needs for resources, or ideas for episodes, get in touch. I'll talk to you soon.